The truth is out there. But these two goofballs aren't likely to find it. You're listening to Half Cut Conspiracies. All right, so we have just mixed a Colorado Campfire Sour. Yeah. uh, And that consists of an American whiskey... Which was, in this case, Maker's Mark. Yeah, we did Maker's Mark and a some fresh lemon juice. Which came from a real lemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real lemon from the bottle. <laughs> um, uh, some maple syrup. Uh, we we used some Canadian maple syrup because it was a real maple syrup. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the maple syrup you bought to go with this is the Aunt Jemima original flavor. Which <laughs> I, my thought when I was buying it was like, let's buy the most American drink ever in Aunt Jemima is like an American I, thing. I completely agree that Aunt Jemima is probably the I most didn't American realize it was just syrup, like yeah. generic flavor just, and not yeah. like maple flavor. So anyways, I had some maple syrup that was Canadian at the house, so we used that Perfect. instead. And then uh, some rosemary is in there. And so what you do is Smoked you... Smoked rosemary. Yeah, you put the mix in there, you mix the alcohol in there, and then you have to light the rosemary on fire and cap it in the uh, the shaker, let it sit for a bit, and then uh, add some ice, shake it up. And uh, then you get, yeah, the Colorado Campfire Sour. Yeah, and I'll admit, I'm already a really, really big fan of whiskey sours, so I'm kind of stoked to try this. This is going to be good. Well, yeah. cheers. Cheers. Here's to podcasting. I like it. Yeah. I. You know what, though? I don't taste... I think we could have... We should have burned that rosemary a little more. I think the rosemary was too fresh. Yeah, we had... We did admittedly have trouble getting the rosemary to light on fire. Which is probably a common yeah. problem of people trying to burn rosemary. I should have bought coffee. it last week. Yeah, let it dry a little bit. Sorry. I also thought I when we were making it, maybe if we had like trickled some alcohol on it, it might have combusted more, but then we would have just gotten the flavor of burning alcohol. So. <laughs> it is good, though. It's, it's way better than just drinking the uh, the straight whiskey for me. I'm not a, <laughs> not a big whiskey drinker, so... I, I don't know that I'm noticing a lot of maple, the maple flavor yeah. compared to like a regular whiskey sour. I wonder if maybe we should have gone for the Aunt Jemima. Maybe that would have had (laughs) like a more processed package flavor that would have jumped out at us more. I think, yeah, the lemon is, I think, taken over more. The lemon is very strong. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, to an extent, the syrup, whether it's like a a simple syrup or whether it's the maple syrup in this case, I think is only there to to cut the lemon. Like this is really about the whiskey and the lemon. Yeah. Yeah. I I do it again. Oh, I um, would too. We so we doubled the uh, the we, recipe, and there's a lot of. We're it. drinking big ass drinks. Here. Yeah, we're big boys. Like a big gulp. We got for... big drinks. <laughs> yeah, which is um, appropriate because we were talking about Las Vegas just earlier, and there's nothing that serves bigger drinks than Las Vegas. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell them why we decided to choose this drink from Colorado? Hmm. Well, maybe first we should say, hey, we didn't see you over there. Oh my gosh, what is that? We were just about to do a podcast with you standing over there just staring at us. That's very rude Not of even me. acknowledging you. Yeah, exactly. That's oh so my gosh, rude. so rude. I was going to start and then some person's is standing there, non-existent. Yeah. That was, I apologize. Come on. Welcome up. to our table. Pull up a chair. Uh, have yourself a, a, a Colorado Campfire Sour or a Whiskey Sour or a Straight Whiskey or whatever you like, whatever you happen to be drinking tonight. We are going to be talking about the Denver airport today. Yes. And Denver, by the way, is in Colorado, uh, which is why we're drinking these Colorado Campfire Sours. Yeah, so we thought, as we were kind of planning this episode out, 
we were talking about what we were gonna drink, and uh, we decided to to try and make it a themed episode. So we uh, did some googling and found this. I don't know if it's an official drink of Colorado. It is. It's. It's. Let's it go was on a, a website. Let's go on a limb yeah. and say this is the official cocktail of Colorado. Uh, may not be the official cocktail of Denver. Uh, Denver, if you happen to know. Uh, well, first, Denver, if you are sentient, if the state of Denver is sentient and wants to send us an email and correct us about what the official cocktail of Denver is, please do. Halfgutconspiracies um, at gmail.com. Absolutely. The Denver airport is like a little darling of conspiracy theorists. It's like, it's this cool little space. It's got like a bunch of whacked out shit in it. And everyone's like, ooh. What's up with this? So, uh, yeah, a little bit of background on that. Um, now, I did, I made some awesome notes. Uh, I'm in the process of moving into a new place, and so my notes are at my other place. This is, this is the dog <laughs> so, ate my homework. Yeah, part the dog of the ate my homework. Cased. But, um, podcast. Uh, podcast, yeah. Going off of memory of my notes, so the whole thing with the Denver airport, uh, known to a lot of people as DIA. The Denver International Airport. Yeah. yeah. Basically, they had an airport that was in Denver. And uh, this Stapleton. was... Yeah, the Stapleton Airport, yeah. And uh, that was, I think, before air traffic was kind of, like, really big. Um, but there were a lot of problems with that airport when whenever they'd have storms, um, they couldn't use multiple runways because yeah, they Stapleton were too close. Yeah, Stapleton was, in a lot of ways, badly designed, as I understand. Yeah, 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 it was very badly designed. So, at some point... They decided the I think the the government the local government decided that they wanted to build something a lot bigger that would would be able to connect more flights because they this was when uh, I think a lot of the a lot of travel was like was uh, air travel was starting mm -hmm. to pick up mm -hmm. and so they had this idea of doing another airport that would alleviate some of these pressures from the Stapleton Airport. And they were putting it. They were going to put it a little bit further out of Denver, and uh, they had a hard time convincing the locals because Stapleton was such a poorly designed airport. It had a lot of problems for the locals in that area, and so they had a lot of problems convincing them that they wanted to build a bigger airport further away. Oh, so they were like, oh, it's going to be even worse now. Well, but no, so their, their whole idea, and this will touch on a lot of where the conspiracies come from, was they wanted to create almost like a, a community area around that where they had okay. like arts and culture and they, yeah. they brought things into it. And so that is where I think some of the, like the weird art that we'll talk yeah, about yeah. comes in. Sense. And so, yeah, so they, they ended up building it up around this whole thing of like it's not just an airport it's i don't know like an experience it's a community and it's something good for us right like it'll it'll bring travel like here you're, you're doing marketing slogans yeah the denver and, airport it's well, an experience it's a community <laughs> well it's, but a, that's, it's an experimunity <laughs> that's kind of where it that's kind of how they sold it because mm. there was such a bad taste yeah. in the Den denverians Den Den denverians <laughs> i don't know uh, they had such a bad taste because of that Stapleton Airport. So that's kind of where this came in. 
uh, they ended up obviously it's it's built so yeah. they they obviously they succeeded, succeeded in, yeah. in their their marketing but there were a lot of hurdles along the way yeah it i do was, remember reading that it went like fairly over budget and that's way over budget and the, i think it was like six months over yeah. um time or whatever when they were going to open it so yeah there were a lot of problems with that and basically most of it was due to the the conveyor belt system for your baggage mm-hmm. handling uh, their idea was they wanted to put a lot of money into this baggage system that would eliminate people actually doing the work of baggage handling. So you'd put it on your, like as you checked into your flight, it would go on the conveyor belt, right. and then it would go all the way through the terminal, through these underground tunnels right, that will come is up this later. the underground tunnel yeah, baggage system? So okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But um, So it would go through these tunnels, and then it would end up coming out to where your plane was, and the whole idea was it would basically, like, launch it into the plane Um, yeah and so the problem was as you can imagine if you're imagining a bag just launching (laughs) into somewhere there was yeah there was just luggage (laughs) strewn all on the airport tarmac when they tested this out Uh, so yeah it, it failed they spent so much money on it and it didn't work I believe now they just have your traditional baggage handling where there's people actually loading your bags into the plane. But that was the idea and that was what held up the opening of the airport so long gotcha. and went and made it go way over budget along with a few other things that uh, are kind of questionable of why the budget was so high. Well, I remember reading that, you know, part of the the connection to the Illuminati is is that like that was they came in to like bail them out because they were over budget. Like, oh well, we can help you guys out with, with the global conspiracy dollars if you oh. just help us out a little bit. Okay, um, that makes sense. Well, we are talking about the historical facts, though. I wanted to include because I got a whole paragraph here from Wikipedia. Uh, it is the largest airport in North America. That is true. By yeah. land area and the second largest in the world behind King Fahd International Airport, runway sixteen R slash thirty four L. That very popular runway we all <laughs> yeah. know and love. Yeah. <laughs> With a length of 16,000 feet is the longest public use runway in North America and the seventh longest in the world. Um, the airport is 25 miles driving distance from downtown Denver, which is 19 miles farther away. Yeah, there you go. It's farther away from Stapleton. Currently has nonstop service to 215 destinations among 23 different airlines throughout North America, Latin America, Europe, and Asia. Oh, and so one of the other things that's a little different about this airport, normally what happens is when an airline kind of books uh, an area of an airport, they would be in charge of baggage and all that stuff. But because they had this grand idea for an automated baggage system, the government ended up funding, like I think the local government ended up funding a lot of this airport because they basically told the airlines, you have to use our system that we are going to implement that ended up failing. And so there were a lot of government uh, funds that went into this airport where normally uh, an airport would basically be like, we've got a shell of a building, you wanna rent out this wing, you look after it kind of thing, which is what it sounded like from from the research I was looking into. Um, so that was kind of a, a an odd thing why people are questioning like why there was so much government money going into it, why they took so much control over everything. Um, but their idea was like they wanted to basically have this uh, top of the line system 
uh, and that's the explanation or you know that they they've used is that they wanted this top of the line baggage system so all other airlines that came into the airport they would just have to use it mm -hmm. um, they had no choice other than than using it so so they that's why the um, there were a lot of public funds that went into this airport when normally there aren't uh, and before we actually get into any of the conspiracies I think it's worth pointing out that it seems that a big part of the reason that the conspiracies around the Denver airport have managed to survive is that the Denver airport doesn't really do anything to dispel them. No, they actually They've, go along with them. There's a, there's they embrace quote, them. There's a quote that I got from uh, an article at travelandleisure.com where somebody said, uh, or sorry, Heath, Mo I shouldn't say somebody, Heath Montgomery, the senior public information officer for DIA said, we have a CEO, Kim Day, who really embraces the conspiracy ideas. We decided a few years ago that rather than fight all of this and try to convince everybody there's nothing really going on, let's have some fun with it. And they went so far as uh, in 2016, they did a whole like conspiracy month at the airport, including big displays about the conspiracies and a screening of the film Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which uh, the, the coordinates in the film supposedly point directly at the Denver airport. Whoa. They don't. Oh. It's actually a field about 51 miles northeast, northwest. Well, but it's, it's pretty close. close. Yeah. I it's mean, if close. you're going by outdated maps. If you're going, <laughs> exactly. If, if So those aliens would have gotten maps from, like, what's the, the, the speed of light? They would have gotten maps from, like, <laughs> yeah. even before maps were invented, yeah. right? Before so, MapQuest existed. They would have been pretty yeah. good to be that close to the Denver <laughs> yeah. airport, I think. That's pretty much spot on, I'd say. Right? Exactly. Um, yeah, no, they've done quite a few ad campaigns where they actually um, tie in a lot of the conspiracies where they'll... Uh, they'll talk about the gargoyles that are there. Um, they'll talk about the lizard people. I think one of them that I heard was um, they were redoing one of the the wings or whatever, and they were the ad was something about or the posters that were in the airport were something along the lines of uh, we're making this wing better for the lizard people or something, <laughs> something along that point. So they definitely oh, embrace it. God. They know what's going on. I love it. Which makes it interesting and could, I mean, if you're a conspiracy nut, it could be that they're playing into it so that you, it Those, throws yeah, right. you, it throws yeah, the smoke and mirrors, yeah, right? Totally. So, I mean, who knows? I think it's hilarious, though. So let's get into the conspiracies. It's, it, was, it was built by the New World Order, of course. Oh, really? And there's a lot of evidence for this. There's a lot. Let's hear some of this evidence. Uh, well, I guess the biggest piece of evidence is that um, the dedication marker which is also uh, it's a marker that covers, there's a time capsule there that's going to be opened in 19, no, 2094. Yeah, 2094, I believe. Um, and the marker reads, uh, it marker credits the New World Airport Commission as having built the airport, even though the New World Airport Commission does not exist. And in fact, it includes the words, the New World, and order is just waiting to be sent. Yeah, after them, I mean, right? yeah, it's implied right yep. there. Yeah, obviously. So on that though, um, no. basically that was a last minute addition, and this is why I think there's so much conspiracy behind that is that they added that New World Airport Commission to it without it, like it was it was basically as it was kind of being unveiled, it kind of came out, and there is no uh, new New World Airport yeah. Commission, but they haven't explained really 
too well why they decided to just keep it there. Also consider, though, that there's the, the Freemason symbol on that same thing. And yeah. everyone knows that they're part of the New World Order. Well, yeah. So I And that's the whole conspiracy thing behind it. Like, why would you call something an official name when it's not actually, it doesn't actually exist and it hadn't been approved, really, uh, from the articles that I was reading. Like, yeah. it was just a last-minute thing that just showed up there. And, I mean, they could have changed it. They had the they ability to change it Except all these years. they went to the Freemasons who made the actual stone thing. That's why the Freemason symbol is there. Yeah. And they said to the Freemasons, change it. And the Freemasons were like, nope, it's part of the New World Order. We can't change it. Are you actually, is that true? They're or? making that up completely. <laughs> and, in fact, there is apparently an explanation for the New World Airport Commission. There is no such thing as the New World Airport Commission, but apparently there was, at the time, something called the New, comma, World Airport Commission. <laughs> so they just missed a comma. They missed a comma. Oh, this is and, why grammar uh, is key. This is, this is why grammar is key. I don't, I haven't done enough research to confirm this as a fact, but one of the articles I read did did explain that this is what happened. They missed the comma. Uh, the, the, the New, comma, World Airport Commission does not exist now, but it did at the time. So there was a World Airport Commission is what and this, it was. Yeah. Okay, and, and, and that was this the was new, the newer one. Yeah, okay. It's like in, in cartoons in the 1980s, you had Scooby-Doo, and then you also had the new Scooby-Doo. So you <laughs> okay. could differentiate that from that the old Scooby-Doo. That makes sense. Oh, man. Okay, so that obviously that um, one's busted. Another, another piece of evidence that, that people argue uh, for the built by the New World Order is that the, the alignment of the runways is designed to look like a swastika. Yes, I have heard that. I didn't actually, let me Google this right now. I haven't actually looked at it. I didn't either because everything I read says, yeah, no, it, does, it doesn't, not really. Um. Oh yeah, it's a, I guess it's like somebody attempted a swastika, but I think, okay, so with this one, I, I they're basically going with geometry here. Like obviously they want, there's a lot of, air traffic that goes out of this yeah this place they realized with their other um stapleton the center runways were too runways were together. too close so i could see why they wanted like everything needs to be going away from yeah, each 90 other 90 degrees apart yeah yeah um and so i could see why that was their thought process and not really taken into account what shape it may kind of resemble but it could also be and this would be awkward if somebody in the design was like, we got to come up with a way to come up with runways that like aren't going to run into each other. What if we do a swastika? And they're like, oh, oh, hmm. Let's, we could build that, but just, we can never say that. The thing with the swastika though, is that it's basically, um, it's a, an already made symbol of, I think it's some sort of like pagan symbol yeah. of some sort that is like tilted a little bit. I have an aside here while we're talking about swastikas, by the way. Guess what's going on this weekend, Carlo? What is going on? CPAC is going on. Oh, the good old CPAC. It's the Conservative Political Action Conference. Did you know that the, uh, the stage at CPAC is shaped like an odal rune? What the heck is that? What is an odal rune, I hear you saying? <laughs> yeah, well, it has happens to be a symbol that was used by the Nazis. Oh. Like, actually, for real. Like, there's actually tons of photos of them on, like, Nazi collars, the shape of the odal rune. Interesting. And that is the shape of the stage at CPAC. And I bring this up partly because we're talking about shapes <laughs> of runways matching Nazi symbols. 
But I think, here's my thought, in 2021, while I think it's conceivable to imagine a situation where the people behind CPAC just didn't catch this, if that's the case, they clearly just don't care. Like, there has been, I'd say there's been so much association between Republicans and the far right and extreme white supremacist neo-Nazi views that if the Republican Party cared at all about distancing themselves from that kind of messaging, they would at the very least hire somebody who would be on the lookout for things like this. Like, <laughs> I don't, don't care. I don't expect Ted Cruz to know what an odal rune is. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> you know, but I think if the party cared in the slightest, they would have somebody who was able to find these things. And so at the very least, we can acknowledge that the party doesn't care. And, you know, at the worst, they are actively... Trying to propagate that. Propagate this message. So what I'm saying, I guess, is that the Republican Party has gone full Nazi. Yeah, that's about right. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Basically, that symbol itself originated uh, as like a, a divine spirituality. Uh, to be clear, we're talking Indian, about the Nazi the, symbol, the not Nazi, the Odal rune. No, no, no. Been blabbing yeah, on. yeah, not the Nazi symbol. Sorry, like the actual that the what, what people think as the swastika. Um, originally, if you put it on its uh, like ninety degree axis. It was a symbol of divinity and spirituality in the Indian religions, including Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism. Mm. Jainism? Yeah, Jainism. Um, And so they took that and tilted it a bit. But what I'm thinking is when I look at this airport runway... They tilted it back. They tilted it back. We're taking it back. It's a sign of spirituality now. So... Maybe, like, people are saying that the the thing is in the shape of a swastika, but maybe the designer was like, oh, yeah, spirituality, we want this to flow better, and whenever there's storms, that maybe things could land. Maybe it's just a better configuration for maybe runways they, yeah. that has nothing to do with swastikas. Uh, yeah. Maybe they or were not just, swastikas, whatever <laughs> yeah, we're calling whatever them Whatever fucking shape. Maybe they're just like, this is the most economical way of making money on this airport. Hey, there are also strange markings around the airport that some people think symbolize a new stream of hepatitis. What because the- why not? That is the one that I did not come across. Okay. Well, apparently, all those things are basically just uh, like references like the, to the Navajo language or the periodic table of the elements. <laughs> what? So, okay, I, I've not been to the Denver airport, but there's apparently like, like symbols on the... I remember reading one thing where there was a symbol on the ground for like... A-U-A-G. Oh, I heard about that right? one. Yeah, gold and silver. Yeah. yeah, gold and silver. Like, those are those are from the, you know, but then maybe it's also about hepatitis. So, you don't but know. How does a hepatitis find its way in there? Is that the, also the symbol or the letters for hepatitis? <laughs> yeah, A-U-A-G. That's how you spell hepatitis. Everybody knows that. I don't know. I think it's probably just people being like, what could this mean? And somebody being like, hepatitis. <laughs> All right. Well, that's an interesting one that I did not see. Uh, That's all my notes on Built by the New World Order. What's your next one? Um, So the big one that comes up a lot in all of the, the podcasts I was listening to and the articles I was reading is 
this whole thing was way over budget and they're thinking the reason was that there's it's and it's oh sorry and there's there's way more buildings than there need to be or can yeah. be explained yeah. uh on this airport and so the big thing is they're thinking it's underground bunkers for the elite and some of it too like there's i don't know if this is fact or if it's like if no, it's this 100% is part of the fact whatever you're saying but there was like they built buildings that didn't work out properly, so they just fucking paved over those buildings and built more buildings on top of them. And that those paved over buildings are those bunkers. Ah, yeah, right? I can see that. Yeah, for the elite. For the elite. Um, because that seems to be the theme for every conspiracy is the elite. And it's a very broad definition. And I, well, I hope think, that okay. one day I can be considered the elite. I'm going to go a lot of out on a limb here and say that the elite can also be referred to as the Illuminati. Mm -hmm. A lot of the elite probably can be referred to as the Jews. Oh. I mean, when I say Illuminati, I mean clearly a lot of celebrities who are in the Illuminati. We talked about Obviously, yeah, they get the invites. Lady Gaga yeah. being in the Illuminati and... Uh, oh, side note, her dogs were just kidnapped. Right? Yeah. What well, but Kidnaps a dog and shoots the shoots dog the, walker. Right, that's what I couldn't like, believe. Four times. Like, Four times. Apparently he's going to be okay. But still, yeah. like, that's a that's like the most intense dog napping I've ever heard like, of. Damn. But hell, she's putting out a reward of $500,000, so that's... Not even to catch the people that shot the dog walker. Just, just to, to get, get, get her dogs yeah. back. Yeah. So maybe Ugh. they... I don't want to suggest people go dog napping, but, like... No. I think, like, I hope they're caught. Because, yeah, like, they too. shot somebody. It's one totally. thing to just, like, knock someone out and steal their dog. Right? But when you shoot them, that's, like, the next level crime. Totally. I don't know. I couldn't do it. Also, I don't have a gun. Which so. part? Like, dog napping or shooting someone didn't have Well, a I mean, dog. both. But, like, if if I was forced to, like, gun to my head, I would I would kidnap someone's dogs. Okay. But not shoot somebody. No, I wouldn't shoot somebody. Okay. Well, I mean, gun to my head, yeah, I'd probably do whatever <laughs> to survive. Okay, what if you... What, what, <laughs> would you shoot somebody to wound them, though? If I, No, I'd, I'd, like, I'd, like, over, like... Uh, like their arm or something or yeah, their exactly. leg. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't do a kill shot. Yeah, I couldn't okay. do that. This is. This we got to know these. This, we got to know I where you stand on these things, though. <laughs> yeah, this is important. We got to know your morality. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's a lot of like unmarked buildings and and weird underground areas. There are like the underground tunnels that you talked about that had the defunct automated baggage system, and I got thinking that maybe. That whole um, underground baggage system was just a ploy to put all that money into the underground tunnels that you're then going to use as bunkers for the Illuminati. Mm. Right? So now you've well, convinced... No. But what? no, the underground system is for the lizard people. Todd, get your shit and, well, straight. Okay, also the, and also the lizard people built the underground bunkers. No, they didn't build... No, yes, they did. The yes, underground they did. bunkers are for the elite to survive in when the with, world goes yeah, to shit. With the lizard people. The the tunnels are for the lizard people to get around. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Todd, do your research. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, might, I must have read some things wrong here. Okay. Or maybe I did. I don't know. It's all fucking sounds weird. I, I read um, something that said the lizard people may have built the underground bunkers. Cause you, so the bunkers and the tunnels are all the same things. Like the tunnels are what lead to the bunkers. You can't get to okay. bunkers without tunnels. Well, maybe they don't let the lizard people in the bunkers. <laughs> they're like the waiters that bring the. the Whether tea the lizard and people are in some bunkers and, and the Illuminati <laughs> yeah. are, are in other bunkers, they just don't mingle. Yeah. 
Um, Although I'm surprised that um, uh, what's his name from Tesla there, Elon Musk. Like, isn't he supposed to be a lizard person? And he's, if anyone he's is, a, he's at his, his his bunker there. Oh, uh, oh man. He's, okay, we've officially I've officially dumped on him on two podcasts now, so that's good. So hold on, I got to while we're on this, I got a coworker that has an awesome theory that is hilarious. So. Her theory, and I think it's her husband's theory, but she told me about it, so I'll give her credit, is that Elon Musk is a lizard person, yeah. and he's actually trying to get back to Mars. So he did, like, an exploratory journey to Earth, and his spaceship, like, crashed, and he can't fly it back, and so he's basically become this almost like a philanthropic person Who's Except he's completely the opposite of philanthropic. Well, I mean, he's like he's putting a lot into space travel and, yeah, and that's all benefiting that stuff. Him. But it's benefiting NASA and like exploring mm, the, I don't the, think, is NASA the really universe. using a lot of SpaceX technology. Well, I mean, they're launching all of his stuff because they don't do any more of their own launches. But somehow they're uh, working I together. I don't know. Anyways, he's maybe not he's maybe not philanthropic. Yeah, but no, I, I, he's I like take objection doing, to that. Doing good for the world he's, by he's exploring doing the universe. But basically, the thing is, he's trying he to build something out of our earthly materials that can get him back home. That was I mean, her reason for yeah. Despite the use of the word philanthropic, I will say that is the best <laughs> argument for Elon Musk's existence I've ever heard. Well, these campfire drinks and putting words in my They're mouth. Putting you, yeah, make, getting you fighting words. Okay, so I guess the underground bunkers and the lizard people kind of are tied together. Yeah, where are. that's like their their layer that they hang out. But um, it's also supposedly like the safe place for uh, the Illuminati to come to you in the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. The bunkers are there for that. It's also supposedly the Illuminati headquarters. Oh, okay. Where the Illuminati come to meet in those underground areas. And all of this, like, kind of makes sense. Like, if you had to come up with the best place for your international global elite to come and meet, why not make it an airport? Because you yeah. don't have to go any further than... Well, there you go. You just fly, you fly there in and, you're, and boom, you're there. there. You don't need to catch a cab. Right? Yeah. Um, well, okay, while we're on that, I kind of want to tie this into, I don't know if you were going to um, hold this off for later, but I want to tie this into the time capsule because okay, one of the theories of the time capsule, they, nobody knows what's in it. They That's the whole point of a time capsule. Oh, well, I mean, but the people that put stuff Wait, in. Like, are you saying that the people who put the time capsule in the ground were all systematically murdered? I don't know if they were, maybe, but what they think, So what you're saying is some people might know. Some people time. might know, but others don't. No, <laughs> but what, what the conspiracy theorists believe is in the time capsule when it's going to be released is some sort of um, bomb or some sort of mass killing type thing, right? Like it's supposed to be some global extermination type thing. So what? the reason why, yeah, I've not heard this. I did not get this. Yeah, and and so the reason why I want to tie this in is because what if the underground bunkers are created so that in twenty ninety four, when is it? That's supposed I think to, it's yeah, twenty ninety four. That all these elite people and the lizard people will fly to the DIA. They'll get in their bunkers. And then all the other citizens of the world will be like, oh, cool, this time capsule, let's open it up. But who knows what's in there? They open it up, some big nuclear bomb kills everyone, and only the elite survive because they've got the bunkers right there. And they know. So the first I don't thing. Know, just saying. I would say. Is, you heard it here first. 
Thank you <laughs> for doing the first one of those tonight. Um, if I was planning a surprise nuclear bomb on the world and I had a hundred years of like planning, I wouldn't build my bomb shelter directly underneath ground zero. <laughs> I don't think that's the wisest strategy. Like yeah. I'm sure you could come up with a really solid bomb shelter and maybe one that would even survive that. If I had the option to make that same bomb shelter on the other side of the planet from ground zero, I just feel like that's a wiser thing to do. Well, okay, but what if, Yeah. hear me now, you are the only one that knows how to open the time capsule and you want to know when it's going to be opened and you know that your shelter is going to protect you 100%, then you are in control. So as the Illuminati... You were in control when that detonation thing goes off. You can make sure all your peeps are in there in your your ca- or in yeah, your but bomb I shelter. Just, I still don't know why I wouldn't put it on the other side of the planet. Well, because then you, as the person that has the code to like set it off, you have to be there to okay, like why, open it. Why don't I just pay a guy I don't like a minimum wage <laughs> to go <laughs> and put that code in? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I minimum wage in the in the U.S. is still like seven bucks an hour or something, right? Like that's not much out of my pocket, and he only has to work for an hour. And in fact, <laughs> I don't true. even have to pay him because he's dead. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. Well, that was yeah. That was part of the time capsule. Was that people believe that there's some sort of like. Um, glo- I don't know. Yeah. If it's global or some sort of uh, killing device that will. To blow up. That's and, interesting. Yeah, and so that's why they're they're I, wondering what's inside of it. I, I read an article where uh, the guy writing the article tracked down somebody, I think, who was involved either with the construction of the airport or the, the actual time capsule itself. And the guy was, like, wonderfully evasive about the time capsule stuff. Ooh. And being like, well, there's, you know... There's maybe some surprises in there that you don't know what you're going to see. Like a death bomb? He didn't imply death bomb. (laughs) He did talk about, like, there's there's blueprints and there's plans for the airport in there that, you know, conjecture-wise, what's revealed might show things in the airport that are not known to the average person. Maybe, you know, a big area that says this is where the lizard people are going to live. <laughs> this is where the bunkers are this for is, the elite. Right. Uh, so that's that's as far as I got on the, um, <laughs> the, the time, time capsule. capsule. But, All right, uh, okay, interesting. interesting and then maybe after you're done reading that, then it explodes. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Big mushroom cloud, right? yeah. Um, how about the blue horse? Mm. You got the blue horse? Yes, the blue horse. Is known, like, that's the first thing that you see when you get to the known airport. Known as Blucifer, apparently. <laughs> yes. It's a big blue Mustang that's yeah. uh, got red eyes. It's yeah. all super veiny. And it killed its creator. Yes. The head. The head fell on. Well, so, okay. So, did the, this is where I wasn't sure I didn't go, um, I didn't have time to dive deep into this one. But was it before the body was created that he was working on the head and the head fell on him and severed some sort of artery? Yeah, that's a good question. Because um, I did hear something about his his kids or the family finished the the actual sculpture itself. I didn't I didn't Google enough to probably get all that. Um, he was killed. 
It was just say he was killed. That makes it sound like someone actively mm-hmm. killed him. It was Lucifer all along. <laughs> um, he died um, two years before the piece was completed when a piece of the statue fell on him and severed an artery in his leg. So I don't know who completed it. Okay, so if it wasn't... Okay, then what I heard must have been correct. Yeah. So if he didn't complete it, it was his... I believe it was his children that ended up finishing the actual sculpture itself. And the um, every once in a while, there's some articles that go online saying that the airport is thinking about getting rid of it or they're wanting to change it up. The airport themselves have said, no, like this is a part of who we are. We're going to keep it. Um, so I don't know why somebody's spreading that. I would think rumor. that like when you have a piece of art on your premises or your facility or your airport, as it were, um, where the artist literally died creating it, it's going to, it's a hurdle to get rid of that. You can't just dismiss that. Right. Like once it's there, you're like committed, I think. I don't know. No, because I mean, if like, if I put a piece of art on my wall, I own the wall. I've paid the artist for the piece. I can do whatever I want. That's with true. It. You can do whatever you right? want. So, but I, I do. But there's a there's a public. It's, your yeah, your I, wall is different from a public airport, right? And there is a backlash that's going to happen on a public well, airport yeah, when you're you right take there. away a piece of art that someone died creating for you. You're right. There's the backlash that would cause some sort of commotion. But still, if the airport wanted to just oh, yeah, get I'm rid of it, they, they could. Can't. Yeah. Um, but no, they they seem to... They, they're happy with it. They Again, going back to the whole reason... Um, the way they sold this airport was basically on culture, art, community... And so that's why I think we'll we'll get into it soon is that a lot of the art you'll see there is just some crazy shit. Yeah. But there is so much of it there. And part of it is this uh, Lucifer. Yeah. And they don't seem to be, you know, wanting to get rid of any of that. And that's part of the airport's presence. Aesthetic. Aesthetics. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I like it's tragic that the, the artist died. Yeah. Um, and it's it is a weird sculpture when you look at it we'll we'll post all of these are, pictures that we're there, talking about on our our social media so you can see there's the group of people who think it's a nod to the four horsemen of the apocalypse blah, the four horsemen of the apocalypse because as we all know the four horsemen are death famine pestilence and lucifer <laughs> yes exactly very famous for yeah. horsemen. Yeah, um, apparently, it was inspired by the sculpture, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong because there's an accent where I don't know how to react to it. But the sculpture Mestano at the University of Oklahoma, it's got glowing red eyes. I think we mentioned that, which is uh, cool. No, I don't think we did. Um, but yeah, it does have. It's. Yeah. I didn't. Re- I thought when I was reading about it. They said red eyes with like veiny whatever. Yeah, I just assumed they were painted red. No, they're like lit up red. And apparently, they're um, they're in honor of the wild spirit of the American West. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. So right. there's there's a lot to that. What do you want to talk about now? Um. Well, do you want to let's uh, talk about uh, let's go into the weird art. Yeah, <laughs> that they have there. Uh, so they have a few murals there, which have some very like beautiful names when I, I heard them. Um, yeah. okay. Uh, or, or at least their themes, when they're described as what, what they are, seem to be really good. Like, uh, I think one of them, oh yeah, one of them is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature. 
and another one, Children of the World Dream of Peace.、Mm. So when you think of those, you're like, oh yeah, that's beautiful. It's such <laughs> a nice piece.、Um, they're literally like, there's one that has like an army dude. And there's like a dead turtle, and like it's just, and the kid's dying. Like it is just weird, does not go with the names at all. And so it's very, I guess, what is it, oxymoron? So, I'm not gonna lie, I fucking love this artwork. I think it's、um, cool. I'm looking at it, it's very yeah, colorful and cool.、Um, and I, I, I just think it's, it is ultimately a, a misunderstanding of, of the pieces. Like, this is somebody who's, who's creating work about. Like the world, I think, after these images exist. Like, this is a it's a transition period in this painting. Like, this is the world that we're coming from and we're trying to breathe、um, something new into it. So,、uh, one of the things here,、uh, a quote here, is that it's、um, one of the murals is a powerful mural expressing the artist's desire to abolish violence in society. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, when you look at these images and They're, they, they don't really follow so, what their title is, but that's what the message is. I don't is and you have the, see it. I, I did record these、uh, or copy these pictures into my、uh, notes, and I don't have the names in front of me, but there's one that has like a rainbow, and I just like, there's nothing like, I think the rainbow is what sells it, and there's something, there's like a gray. Well, Nazi-esque so what? Stormtrooper at the bottom who's been yeah. Overcome, so basically,、right? like, what they're doing is yeah. There's some doves that are、um, you know sitting on top of this、um, stormtrooper shell,、uh, and there's all these kids that are carrying their national flags that seem to have、uh, they're wrapping swords, I guess, or knives、um, in there. Uh, in each of their flags, and the, the kids seem to be happy. And they, there's a giant sword coming out of the middle that I don't know, some Asian priest is holding or something. I don't know. Like it, it is really weird to explain.、Yeah. I love it though.、Uh, it, it's very colorful and interesting.、Uh, we'll post this on our social media so you can see it. But it honestly, it, to me, like at first glance, you see colors. You see happy children and you think peace and unity because there's the rainbow that encompasses all of them and, and, and all the like nationalities the dead, are included. The and then, yes, at the and then at the bottom,、Fuck、you see、fascism. them. Yeah, you see them trample over the, the fascism of、uh, the stormtrooper.、Uh, and then there's a couple doves.、Um, yeah, just yeah. a couple doves. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, yeah, it is very interesting. Let me just see if I can find the other image here. Because the other one, doesn't it have some doves that are like being killed? Or is it? The other one's a little bit weirder. Yeah, the other one's a, a lot weirder.、Not、That one's a、lie. nice one. You can look,、like, if you were on a conveyor belt thing in the, ho- in the、uh, airport and you're just going by, you might be like, oh, yeah, that's the other so pretty. You、like、might not catch it all. Yeah, the other one is like a stormtrooper stabbing a sword. Yeah, so this one, okay, so I guess it's a, the whole theme thing.、Um, yeah, so this, this one here. Is yeah, the stormtrooper that I guess was stomped on. Maybe we're going out of order. That's、uh, true. There may be a narrative here. It could be yeah, a comic book. I think I feel like that is because it does have the same the face、uh, on it.、Um, but yeah, so the, the stormtrooper is,、uh, I guess, stabbing the, the dove up the butt, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> but and then you've got children that are kind of cowering and crying, and it's. Very dull colors, and almost it's just really sad. There's、uh, buildings that are kind of crumbling.、Um, so, I, I feel like there's 
hopefully we're going in the wrong order and it's, it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. the evil stormtrooper will rise up after his yeah. near-death experience uh, and go but, back to like raping the planet yeah so um but there's 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 the hint of the rainbow here which makes me think that it's it's leading into the next it one. is going into the other way so yeah i uh, i feel like that's part of the the art that goes through there is a theme that it's you know the the good um piece triumphing over you know the evils of the world yeah. and people being peaceful and loving and all that good stuff and i i'm a big fan of of art that's weird and challenging and and all of that so i mean at the end of the day i always remember like the whole point of art is to evoke some sort of emotion whether it doesn't matter what the oh, meaning wait, is i thought it was to sell you a product uh well nowadays but like back in the days oh, okay, yeah okay, when okay, cool. you know leonardo dicaprio was doing art <laughs> uh, back in the original like a true artist their whole goal is to just evoke some sort of emotion yeah. um and i feel like that's what you get from this artwork uh that i've watched uh, that i've seen from the airport is that it does, it makes you question things, even if it's just questioning, like, what the hell is that? It's a question. <laughs> right. Um, so, I like, I don't know. I love it. I think it's awesome. I would have stuff like that up in my house. So, like, uh, While we're talking about the art, we should probably mention the gargoyles. There, there are gargoyles kind of lurking all over the Denver airport, which has people being like, oh, why are there gargoyles? So the meaning of oh. gargoyles, like back in the day, they're kind of like protectors. Yeah, they're exactly. looking over you. And so that's what um, part of the, the explanation is, the rationale, is that these gargoyles are, well, and in the, the gargoyle statues, they're actually sitting in suitcases. So the suitcases are open and these gargoyles, gargoyles oh, okay. are sitting yep. in the open suitcases. And I read and so, that a lot of them are placed near the baggage claim areas yeah. so that they can like, they're the protectors of your baggage. Yes. And so that's kind of what the idea, excuse me. That's sort of what their, the, well, their rationale yeah. of this whole thing. The I, I just want to say gargoyles, please don't protect my baggage. I need to leave that behind me. <laughs> I need to get beyond that. Please stop protecting it. That's why you're having such a hard time. It's the fucking gargoyles. Yeah, they're like, they're hey, like did you hey, forget did this? You... Yeah. Remember this thing? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, that was the the reasoning behind the gargoyles is to protect your baggage yeah. and, uh, you know, help it, I guess, get through the travel experience But maybe they were demons bleeding you to hell also that yeah that could also be yep. the truth so i mean it's, who knows it's 50 50 <laughs> yeah take your chances at the denver airport you either get to your destination or, or you, you go, go to, to hell, hell. it's yeah. one or the other um okay one uh, so going on to not so much a, a full-on conspiracy but just a question on why this airport cost so much and some of the weird things behind it um, because there are so many conspiracies and so many questions about it. The one thing that seems to keep going wrong, I don't know why, is they spent a lot of money on the aesthetics of this airport. Okay. And part of that aesthetics was they put up these, here I'll show you I'll, and we'll put oh, this online. Yeah, the big, like, teepee-looking sails that are, like, covering. Give me teepee for my bunghole. 
Yes. Um, so they've got uh, like the the whole uh, like roof of I think yeah, this one yeah, section yeah. is covered by this like fabric uh, cloth. I don't know if it's like a parachute cloth but type thing. I also read that that was like a huge fucking cost and time savings. Oh really? Well, so the other side because, of that like, though, because like they they ended up like having to like they were able to ditch like twenty five hundred pounds of steel or something that they were going to need for that. Well, but the other the thing that I've heard on that is that in big windstorms and rainstorms is that those keep breaking and dumping like water and ice and shit all over like people that are walking into the airport because they're not very sturdy. So maybe they're not okay. using very good material. So, here's my question. Would that be happening if we weren't in the midst of climate change? Did they build oh, God, an airport? Did they build an airport? That's that was, another podcast. <laughs> that would have been fine if not for climate change. But they then climate a, change happened. They weren't accounting for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's an uh, that's one of the questions that a lot of people ask. Is like, a this airport went way over budget, took yeah. way longer than they said yeah. to build it, and they've got all these. Like, it looks really nice. But there's all these sails that are covering the building that keep failing. And why? Why would they spend so much more money on something that fails more often? Because um, eventually Elon Musk will go there and be, boys, we're going back to Mars. And all yeah. the sails are going to go poof. Yeah. They're going to take a sailboat to Mars. <laughs> That's exactly That's what it's there for. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's 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 like so many things like that where people are questioning the amount of money that went into it versus what is well, actually yeah. what they're seeing. Yeah. Um, I think like there's it, a lot of things in the world where that happens. Well, okay, this one, the Denver airport in particular, is the the airport uh, or the roof on it with the sails, the buildings that they can't explain that don't, for whatever reason, don't make anything. Lizard right? people. Like, yeah, lizard people, I guess. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just all the weird art. I get, like, I don't know. But the thing is, <laughs> when you talk about money, and art, usually art costs a lot of money. To have something commissioned is usually way yeah. more than just buying a, a stupid print off of whatever website online that just reproduces Website online, shit. you heard it here first. Yeah. It's the sponsor of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Go to website well, online to buy all com, your art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, like when you have like an actual artist who has yeah. literally given their life to the art uh, on the airport. Uh, like the and, and there are times where... You're not going to see eye to eye with that artist. I mean, even here where we live, I remember hearing people like looking at a piece of art that was commissioned for a thing. People going like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Why did they spend that much money on it? Right? Well, A, material costs a lot. B, it takes a lot of time yeah. for an artist to make so, something that Yeah. There, I mean, just because you hire an artist to do something doesn't mean that he's going to do something that's universally liked. Yeah. And if you're jealous that the artist made a lot more money than you do... Maybe it's time to become an artist. Exactly. Yeah, and then start charging outrageous prices yeah. for your shit. But yeah, no, there's uh, those are kind of the main um, Denver International Airport conspiracies that I came across as well. Uh, you know, whatever you kind of talked about. It is very interesting. I, I'm very curious to see what's in the uh, the time capsule. I don't want to be there just in case it's like a, <laughs> a bomb. <laughs> but 
So you're like, oh, you guys were right all along, Christine. Either way, I think I'll be dead by that time. Yeah, 2094 is like, I'm I'm definitely going to be dead by that time. Uh, But yeah, no, there's there's definitely a lot of interesting things about this airport. Um, I do want to go travel there. I would love to. Like, even just to go travel through. I want to go to Denver just to go to the Denver airport. And I think a lot of people... They need I think to the make Denver this... airport should have like a hotel right at the airport for people who are just going for the Denver uh, yeah, airport. Yeah, and I think a lot of people who are traveling um, around that area should make this a stop because it is super interesting. Yep. Whether you're a conspiracy theorist or just an art enthusiast, or a fan um... of gargoyles, <laughs> yeah, exactly. or you like vaguely uh, swastika shaped runways. Yeah, uh, this is definitely the place for you. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> So, I don't know. I think I, it would be really neat to just go in there and just check out all the stuff. Uh, most of the time, I know when I've traveled, it's just, you're not, the airport isn't the destination. So, you're just going through there to get out of there as yeah. fast as you can. Um, this seems like a place where when they originally built it, they had the intention of making it an, an experience making it some sort of art installation so i think it's a shame that so many people go through that airport and are just rushed on to their next destination without yeah totally without looking at what's around them and in a way it's interesting how the conspiracy element of it has almost created that idea of going there just to view <laughs> it right like that's almost helped the reputation of the airport as being a destination uh-huh just for the airport, right? And I love how they play on, like they know that they're the conspiracy theorists are all over this stuff. And I love how their marketing team just plays on that. So uh, good on them for doing that. I think this is such a cool, unique airport that, yeah, I want to go to one day. Uh, Me too, man. Let's, let's, uh, let's book our flight as soon as the COVID's gone. I'm down for that. All right. Uh, well, that's all I've got for uh, for this one. Me too. What are our links? We got to talk our socials. Uh, yeah. So if uh, anything you've heard in this episode or previous ones, uh, or you want to give us some info to research for future ones, you can email us at halfcutconspiracies at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We also have a website, blah, 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 media.com. B-L-A-H, 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 media.com. You can find all the podcasts there. Um, there's links to our show so- socials. We've got our, our merch will be there. If you want to throw us some money, we've got uh, Patreon or Buy Me a Coffee. If you uh, just feel like throwing us a few dollars without a monthly subscription, yep. our Discord link is also there. So our website is the the central spot to to go check that out. We've just updated our uh, merch catalog, so we got another. Oh, we got a new merch. Yeah, we we got, a, we got a new merch. We got a little QAnon related merch outing. Yeah, yeah and uh, maybe by the time this episode comes out, we might have something else. Maybe, uh, we're, maybe we're, we're constantly no trying to like develop some new stuff. Yeah, uh, and yeah, our social media. We're we're on Facebook and Instagram. At Half Cut Conspiracies. Yep. So definitely check us out. Feel free to reach out to us. Thanks everybody for listening and downloading. Uh, if there's anything you want to hear us do, please let us know. Like, we'll totally do your favorite conspiracy unless you've done it already, in which case maybe you can tell us how to do it again, but better. And also, if you do like listening to our podcast, please rate us on whatever podcast app you're using. Uh, that definitely helps us out. But at the end of the day, we're doing this for fun. Yeah. We, uh, so every little bit that you provide is amazing, and we really appreciate it. 
But we're just happy to have some drinks and talk about random conspiracies. Exactly. So, uh, you can tell your friends, too. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your enemies. Yes. Yeah, pass it along. Yeah. Um, I've actually had a few people that uh, I've talked to recently that they are looking for a new podcast. And I'm like, well, give this a listen and, uh, <laughs> and see. So I'm waiting for their feedback on it. But so far, everyone I've talked to, they've, they've had really good things to say. So I'm happy about that. I think, uh, yeah, I think... We're doing a good thing, and uh, if you don't think so, let us know. At the very least, we're having fun every week, or every two weeks, or whenever we do this. Yeah. Uh, I, I like these cocktails. These. Uh, this was actually really the good. Colorado yeah. Campfire Sour. I think we definitely uh, should make another one. You should. Um, yeah. After the podcast, after the podcast. is done. <laughs> um, and you know what? As uh, as my nonnu used to tell me when I was growing up, Legata Fratolosa fatto i gattini ciechi. Holy cow. Yeah, which literally translates to the hasty cat gave birth to blind kittens. I have no <laughs> idea what he meant by that. That's been Carlosia. And that's been Todd Sullivan. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Cheers. <laughs>